What a week, Kyle. Man, hello, Security Token Show family. We have a great episode for you today. But of course, first, I want to introduce myself. I'm Hurry Konings. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Sondland. Kyle, how are you, buddy? Hello, hello, hello. We are now into the middle of January 2024. Momentum could not be higher, certainly over the past 12 to 18 months. We've got some great headlines, and I just can't wait to dive into it, Herwig. There is a lot of excitement this week, so let's do exactly that and head over to the Token Debrief. And of course, this week we're joined by our COO at STN, Jason Barraza. Jason, how are you doing this week? Doing great. Excited for another week of news. Let's jump right in, guys. Well, we, we got a lot, and I got a cool one to open up for y'all. There's obviously a lot of brouhaha going on with the ETFs, the Bitcoin ETFs, all getting approved. Billions, record-setting billions flew into these ETFs. Uh, but something even more interesting came out of it. None other than BlackRock CEO Larry Fink made some great comments on tokenization. Why don't we go ahead and run the clip? value in having an Ethereum ETF. As I said, these are just start stepping right. stones towards tokenization. And I, I really do believe this is where we're gonna be going. We have the technology to tokenize today. If you wanna talk about, think about this. If you had a tokenized right. security and you have a tokenized identity, right. you, Andrew, the moment you buy or sell an instrument, it's known. It's on a general ledger right. that is all created together. Um, you want to talk about issues around money laundering and all that. This eliminates all corruption by having a tokenized system. Jamie Dimon disagrees with you on that, but, yeah. uh, or at least to some degree. Whew. Well, Jamie Dimon definitely does not uh, disagree because he's got a whole team, the Onyx team, building out a tokenization platform. So, uh, Andrew, you might be wrong on that one, but wow, guys. Tokenization technology is here today and it can eliminate financial corruption. What do you guys think? It's, it's so one of the largest uh, players in the market, guys. I mean, look, if he's talking about it, he's active into it. Um, and so he, he sees the true value of blockchain technology for capital markets as a whole, the operational efficiencies. So BlackRock's talking about it. I think we're past the days where it's like, oh, is this going to happen or not? I think we're pretty much well into uh, the world where we're pretty sure it's going to happen. It's fascinating that literally one day after the Bitcoin ETF gets approved, we're already talking about an Ethereum ETF and what that could mean for the market. Um, I personally don't think there's certainly anywhere near the amount of demand for that than there is Bitcoin, but perhaps it's still something that should, should come to market eventually. Um, but yeah, it seems like he's spot on here with his understanding of tokenization providing accountability. We see even just the simple things like locating securities is something that is incredibly difficult to do in the traditional system. And when we're talking about locating, really think about the GameStop crisis from 2021, where we didn't know how many shares were being shorted and how what that outstanding supply looked like. And that's due to location. So trying to find out where those shares are and who actually owns them. But that's something we can do very easily in a programmatic way using tokenization. Just a small use case that has real ramifications for the market. It makes a ton of sense from Larry Fink's perspective to, to bring these products to market. It also doesn't hurt that he's very bullish on this technology just as they're launching a product doing ETFs in the crypto space. It, it, it makes sense to put his money where his mouth is. 
He's, he's not just bullish, but, you know, I, I do have to give him credit where, you know, I think he really truly understands uh, the technology and the movement and everything that's happening. Uh, so that's really exciting, even more so than maybe as we saw with Andrew Ross Sorkin, who, uh, you know, as a big media pundit, didn't really even, you know, make the connection between tokenization versus crypto ETF. So uh, very, very interesting. What else is going on this week, guys? Well, I'm going to lead us off with another article here, Delta Capita. And Montes Digital announced a expansion of an existing partnership that they already had in terms of delivering on Montes Digital's central securities depository system. So basically, they're building this technology. Delta Capita, Delta Capita has their mock NACH DLT platform that they're using to bring tokenized asset integrations to the market. We already know Montes Digital has been very active in this space for multiple years, but it's great to see now Delta Capita's mock platform that that takes the messaging systems that traditional issuers would use for securities issuances and integrate that with their blockchain system to have that fully transparent and the provenance over that communication, as well as they highlighted interoperability here. So we're not just talking about one blockchain, we're talking about multiple different blockchains having that cross-chain compatibility. And of course, as you may or may not know, Montes Digital is actually a subsidiary of Archax. So this is just another piece of news from Archax um, and their portfolio in terms of bringing products to market where they have been very regulatory compliant in the EU, and uh, it's it's expected that this will also have the full regulatory clearances here in Q1 of 2024. So great to see them being very active in the industry and a new player, Delta Capita, at least in terms of my radar, bringing DLT infrastructure to the tokenized securities industry. Yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, Delta Capita had the, the technology and the expertise, and of course, Montes and their association with Archax also have their own infrastructure and licensing, I assume, uh, to help power a lot of that uh, through our chat. So very, very exciting. Uh, I think that's a cool announcement that a lot of people might gloss over because it's more, you know, behind the scenes. But this is why uh, our chats was, you know, essentially a runner up uh, for company of the year, if I remember, Kyle, because they have really done such a great job focusing on building out the infrastructure first before just going all in on tokenization, which they've started to do with Aberdeen and others. Very, very, very great to see. Absolutely. And let's not forget the uh, four additional market infrastructure use cases they want to go into, right? Now that they're expanding this uh, partnership together, they're talking about settlement optimization, specifically in the euro uh, system markets, um, European listed warrants, delivery versus payments of that DVP uh, using deposit tokens, but also DVP using wholesale CBDCs, both of which we've seen grow over the last 12 months in terms of adoption and different use cases with different players, of course, uh, you know, taking that under their wing. So great to see that they're doing this uh, similar play. Kyle, as you mentioned, Archex owns Montes. And so speaking of Archex, let's dive into another piece of news that came through our desk here. And that's that they are uh, continuing to innovate using their Capital Protect Note program. Essentially what it is, it's using traditional regulated instruments for institutional investors to be able to participate in their crypto investments. Um, and, and this is specifically through Archex's Archex Capital subsidiary. Uh, very important to note that. 
Um, comes at an interesting time now, especially as we mentioned earlier, the Bitcoin uh, spot ETF, right? So these are all regulated instruments, all ways that institutions institutions can participate a little bit more comfortably uh, within uh, the rails that they're used to uh, for crypto exposure. Any uh, thoughts on this news, guys? No, it's a, it's a pretty novel program. Uh, again, part of that innovation I was just mentioning where Archax is really trying to, you know, one, I think they're being very thoughtful about their end customer, uh, which, you know, typically tends to be a lot of institutions. And so I could see something like this being even, you know, potentially demanded or, or interested uh, from their clients. And uh, as you said, it's the timing couldn't be better uh, with all these ETFs. Uh, getting approved now with even the sites on Ethereum ETF next. You know, I think there is clear proof and demand, especially from those inflows that we saw that institutions want to get into crypto in a safe financial wrapper. Totally agree. What else you got, Herwig? I am um, going to take us over to Austria, where Asatera officially obtained their VASP license. That's their virtual asset service provider license, of course. Uh, and in Austria, the Financial Market Authority uh, specifically granted them this license in addition to the fact that we did already announce in the past that Asatera does have their MIFID license for, for across Europe. Uh, so now that they got their VASP within Austria, uh, something that they said they've been working towards for a while now because this was necessary in order for them to launch a security token marketplace. So I'm guessing that's what's around the corner, which I think is amazing news. Totally agree. This is exciting. Good to see them taking a regulatory first approach and MIFID yet again, adding value by providing some of that, that constructual guidelines that issuers can follow and, and begin to build products that they know are going to be in a regulatorily safe style of, of environment, something that, that uh, many companies have been clamoring for across many jurisdictions, something that the, the European uh, markets deserve a lot of credit for. And I'm going to take it over for the Nigerian SEC, gentlemen. We're going to Africa and they have officially approved NASD PLC to launch a digital securities platform. So they're working with Blockstation, which is a company that's been in the industry for a while, working with developing economies and nations. We've seen this in, in the Caribbean areas. We've seen this in, in some Latin America as well. They're also now working with, with the NASD platform in Nigeria to drive capital markets, infrastructure, and development and adoption using tokenization. So this is pretty cool. The NASD is trying to provide a capital fundraising mechanism. So they're, they're a brokering platform. They're an issuance platform that's doing it via token, but it's for fundraising for issuers, which is something that especially in these overlooked nations is, is incredibly important, right? There's just not a, as much capital that's flowing through these countries. But if you can expand your investor base to people globally, it presents a, a key opportunity for expanding into a market that's huge. We know that Nigeria is a huge, huge market. I believe it's the largest economy in Africa. And this continent is obviously on the rise from a population perspective, but also from a development perspective and GDP. So potentially interesting investment opportunities come from here by leveraging a lot of the existing business models that we've seen in, in some other countries. And so on top of that, the uh, NASD is building this platform called the N, so I guess for Nigeria, DSP, um, Digital Securities Platform. And so they're launching this NDSP, which is trying to focus on real estate, 
as well as infrastructure financing and some entertainment, which they call Nollywood, which is which is kind of interesting. And uh, and as I said, they're working with Blockstation to do these tokenized STOs or IPOs as they're considering them. So cool stuff coming from Nigeria, and it's it's in approval with the uh, with the SEC over there, um, which is great to see. I got I got two takeaways on this one. The first is Blockstation. Once again, year after year, continue to prove themselves as a powerful infrastructure partner for anyone who is working with regulators directly. It seems that that seems to always be the case that they bought the behind the tech, they're the technology behind, you know, in this case, the NDSP or the NASD. Uh, and they've done that, as you pointed out, Kyle, with a number of different uh, developing economies and markets. Uh, so I think that's a really cool takeaway. They continue to to prove themselves to regulators, an important battle that we've talked about in the past that, that you know, is an important education. Uh, and then the second thing is Nigeria. You know, if I recall, Nigeria was actually anti-Bitcoin in the beginning, and they had sort of very you know, strict or, or anti-crypto regulations. And this is the classic case of what I think we're going to see a lot now that the the, both the regulators and the government have a better understanding of the technology. They kind of like we saw earlier with Larry Fink, they're, they're going all in and they're saying this, you know, now let's take this technology and let's apply it to capital markets. And um, whether it's Nollywood or real estate or other opportunities, other tokenized IPOs, uh, I'm very excited for this platform. That's once again, right back to back, yet another platform that we can expect to hopefully go live this year with some offerings. Absolutely. Uh, great to see you. Know, those are two now regulatory approvals that we've seen back to back in the news here. Um, and yeah, you're right. Nigeria is a huge market that's going to be enabling this. Um, we've seen this and, and it's another, not the first company that's looked at Nigeria either. We've heard of multiple, including Red Swan, also looking to expand into that area. So good for NASD, um, good for the area, Blockstation, congratulations as well. Um, speaking of regulatory approvals, uh, I'm going to combine that with our next headline which is that Deutsche Börse uh, has officially acquired uh, their funds DLT acquisition, which was approved by the regulator in Luxembourg, the CSSF. Uh, funds DLT, um, as it says in the name, they specialize in funds, and they're an end-to-end -end issuance and commercialization platform. So great to see, again, another incumbent, uh, Deutsche Börse, going, going ahead and acquiring some infrastructure to be able to work under them and, and work together to grow for their institutional clients um, and as we learned there, it will continue. It will operate under the Clearstream Fund Services arm, their business segment, but it will still be separate from Clearstream. Um, that being said, their former shareholders of uh, Funds DLT, Credit Suisse Asset Management, along with UBS Asset Management, um, and a couple others, will also remain as clients and still help Clearstream through this process. So glad to see that that went through. Again, we've seen uh, you know past acquisitions as well. Uh, from incumbent players such as the DTCC with currency and so forth. So great to see this one. Any thoughts on this, guys? Yeah, Deutsche Bors, once again, for those of you who don't know, largest you know German stock exchange uh, group. Uh, they are doing a lot in the space. And to see this acquisition come together, uh, you know, reminds me of just a lot of the big players that are, you know, building and buying uh, and, and saying, hey, we need to streamline and accelerate our path to market. Funds DLT has a great platform naturally based on their acquisition so this is absolutely going to streamline and speed up the ability for a major you know global stock exchange recognize globally recognized stock exchange group like the deutsche borza to, to come to market with more tokenized funds so again yeah, i think the, the phrase if you build it they will come rings true here funds dlt building technology 
and uh, and they found a great partner to work with in Deutsche Bourse. Well, with that, I think that's all the announcements, right, guys? Why don't we head into what's happening over into the market for tokenization with the market movements? Well, we have a lot of exciting news in this segment today, I think, and I'm going to kick it off. That might be the biggest, Nomura's Laser Digital. That's their digital asset platform for their unit, if you will, sorry, uh, with Nomura, which is one of Japan's leading investment banks. Uh, they've just unveiled a Polygon-powered Libre platform, uh, naturally for tokenized funds. And more interestingly, Brevin Howard and Hamilton Lane, big private equity groups, uh, have not only backed the platform, but they will also be the first customers of the platform as well. We've seen this with Hamilton Lane across a couple of different platforms now, testing out different fund tokenizations. Uh, this is the first that I, as far as I know, regarding BH, Brevin Howard, but uh, I think it's fantastic news to see yet another platform, uh, this time with major PE backers that are gonna power those funds. So there isn't a question of what product is coming. Uh, and naturally this is all very, very institutional. Uh, you know, that they, they of course promote the fact that this, like we see in all fund tokenizations, fractionalization, improved efficiency, transparency, all that good stuff. Uh, but this is a, a big deal because we, we see Nomura now kind of betting on the Libre platform, having their own commercial services in place. We've, we've seen Japan heat up over the last years. The Osaka Digital Exchange just went live. That's backed by SBI. Uh, but I believe Nomura is also, or, you know, they're involved all a little you know, all a little cross-pollination in Japan there. I think it's great, but uh, awesome announcement. What did you guys think of this? Yeah, Japan continues to to drive innovation. I think that for the Japanese market, it definitely appears that it, it stems from the institutions and goes inside out as opposed to in other places, whether it's the U.S. or as we see in Europe or even Dubai, it's more about startups that are onboarding some of these institutions, or at least they're working in parallel. Um, Japan, it seems to be very much led by the institutions. Great to see Nomura continuing to drive that adoption and uh, and bringing in an institutional asset manager to, to onboard their, their platform. 100%. And, you know, they're starting off with the issuance part of uh, the process here, but they do have future plans for automated portfolio rebalancing, which we saw at the end of last year with JP Morgan and Apollo, along with Wisdom Tree um, and other players. We, they're also looking to do collateralized lending. So all of that collateral mo mobility news that we saw last year is going to continue into this year through uh, Brevin Howard, Hamilton Lane, and of course, the, the platform here uh, with Libre. Um, and the last thing I want to note is the person spearheading this, Avatar Sarah, also mentioned operational costs, right? He's trying to uh, bring the average for alternatives, uh, which is 100 basis points, down to near zero. Uh, you know, not an easy feat, but it's something we want to see. <laughs> and keeping the market movements momentum. My next piece of news here was, is with respect to an OG in the tokenization space, Texture Capital, led by an STM partner and Rich Johnson, the CEO there, bringing a new product to market. This time, they've landed a Reg A plus issuer, and the name is Scimitar, I believe, and they're raising $55 million via a Reg A+, which means that anybody in the retail market here in the United States is able to participate 
as well as I think, as I understand, international can also participate in these deals. And so Scimitar is a biotech company. They're doing diabetes treatment. And so they've created a, a designer biotech drug or medication that can uh, – that can treat that that diabetes and, and help people that are experiencing symptoms and, and problems with that to deal with. So great to see that that they're bringing a product to market. They're leveraging tokenization to get access to capital. Any type of biotech is certainly very resource intensive. Intensive, excuse me. And they are uh, they're currently raising now. So you can go on to Texture Capital through any of their social media and find more info about the new deal. I think it's an awesome deal. Uh, one, having another Reg A plus offering approved is starting to send a message that tokenizing Reg A's is not a problem, which I think used to be the concern for a lot of people. Still a heavy lift, but you shouldn't expect pushback if that's what you're you're looking at. And and CMAR, I think, is how it's pronounced. Uh, you know, there's over a half a billion people they said living with diabetes, and they're you know they've got some breakthrough technology and uh, solutions there. They said that it could be a trillion dollar market by 2030. This to me screams all the right things of it's a big company opportunity. It is, you know, I don't want to use the word popular because that doesn't feel right, but it is a well-known issue to many and personal to many, which, you know, I think is also important for a lot of these reggae investors uh, some of the time. Uh, and of course, Texture Capital coming out the gate here uh, with the, uh, in 2024 with the Reg A Plus offering. I think that speaks volumes of what we can expect for them for the year. Absolutely, guys. And as you guys mentioned, it is available to retail investors as well as accredited and uh, so forth. So just some stats for you guys to know if you are interested. It's a, only a $99 minimum investment at $5.50 per share. And these are class A common voting stock shares. So um, they also do come in with bonuses at different investment levels, depending on how much you invest. So go ahead and uh, visit uh, Simar if you are interested in learning more. But with that, we're going to move on to the next piece of news that we have, which is that Wisdom Tree it, uh, Prime, their app, uh, is announcing and expanding with three new uh, digital funds. They are based on Professor Jeremy Siegel, and they are called the Jeremy Siegel Global Equity Digital Fund, Longevity Digital Fund, and Moderate Digital Funds. So those three are coming on to the Wisdom Tree uh, Prime app. Um, I remember back when they first announced the app, you know, we started with, I think, nine funds, and now we're growing again into more. So, uh, and they're only only available on the, on the app, by the way, you guys. Uh, so you can't even just sign in on your laptop. You got to go direct on the app. So go ahead and download that. Check them out. Um, and the funds will be distributed by Foresight Fund Services. Any thoughts on Wisdom Tree Prime's news, guys? Once again, same deal as, as I mentioned with the reggae pluses, you know, the, let's demystify the concept of registering a fund that is digital is no longer an issue. Wisdom Tree has paved that way. Franklin Templeton has paved that way. They now got three more digital funds approved. Uh, I think that's very exciting. Uh, and we're going to just this is the power of now that they've built their platform out with Prime Wisdom Tree Prime. I believe we're going to continuously see, you know, months after months. Um, you know, more and more of these types of announcements where, you know, next thing you know, it's not just, you know, a dozen or so products, but, you know, soon dozens, maybe over 50, maybe over a hundred in the next few years. That's what I, that's what I fully expect. I don't want to speak for their plans, but fully what I expect from uh, the Wisdom Tree Prime team and great to see this happening. Totally agree. Herrick, what do you got for us to close out the segment? 
Another cool announcement, I think, uh, that's actually a new platform. What is that, like the fourth or fifth new platform that we can expect coming to market? It's called Hotel RSRV. I assume they're going for the acronym around reserve, as, as Kyle and Jason pointed out to me. So reserve is going to be a new uh, place where you can get hotel ownership. Uh, this is the whole concept that the St. Regis Aspen uh you know, pioneered. And by the way, it's the exact same folks. It's the whole same group, essentially. Elevated returns. That's the folks behind uh, the, the St. Regis. They, of course, are listed currently on T0, backed by ICE. Uh, and they are also partnered in. And Science Ventures, uh, which we know science has also been big uh, and bullish on tokenization. Great to see that they're kind of making a play uh, regarding RSRV reserve. Um and uh, that's the idea, you know, the, the, as a individual right now, if you go buy St. Regis Aspen tokens, you actually are entitled to discounts. The more you own, I believe, the, the bigger the discount, I think eventually possibly even a free night stay. The idea is take this concept to all hotels. Um, and of course, why would hotels be interested in this? Because they're looking to raise capital more cost effectively, as well as align what I've talked about in the past, Kyle, on the very first episode four years ago, CSOPs, customer stock option plans. The idea of aligning customers and shareholders is so powerful. Uh, this is one of those platforms that's spearheading that concept. We're going to get a lot of cool proof and and you know data from the, the interest in these offerings. It's a uh, membership on-demand feature that allows the owners to access these perks and benefits, again, based on their level of ownership. Uh, and they expect that the first few offerings will be in the U.S., uh, as, as we heard directly from the team. Um, and the, the company is fully funded by everybody involved. And as we know from the, the same Regis in the past, uh, it's, this will also be presumably using it for all offerings, using the Tezos blockchain to power the reserve platform. Guys, what do you think about this? This is Stefan Bates coming out with a big announcement. Yeah, this is this is a huge deal. I mean, Stefan DeBates and the the Elevated Returns team have done a tremendous job with the St. Regis Aspen. It's one of the best performing assets we've seen on the secondary market. They've done a lot to add and increase shareholder value to those that are investing in the platform. It's a high quality piece of real estate and a hospitality organization just from an underlying business. So in terms of an, an owner operator or the type of partner that you'd want, these are the guys to do it. So great to see that they're they're expanding on their expertise. They're not shying away. They're doubling down on this market, on this opportunity. And I have no doubt that it will be a very interesting platform that brings some some cool products to market. Yeah, we saw we've seen hospitality grow over the years in terms of the tokenization, uh, owner, you know, ownership realm. You know, we we've seen uh, Candela down in Mexico. We've seen a couple out in Japan. But let's not forget, these guys are the OGs that started with Aspen Coin that kind of set this trend moving forward. And so great to see that they're coming back with yet another product. But with that, guys, should we move on to the next segment of the show? Let's do it. It's our final segment of the show. Uh, and actually, 
Uh, big news last week, we announced, if you didn't catch it, our company of the year for 2023 was none other than Republic. Huge shout out. Love everything that they're doing. We're going to have them on the show next week, hopefully, uh, so we can talk a little bit more about that. But Kyle, this is the first week for 2024 that we're officially allowed to submit our candidates, our winners every week that can now be selected for company of the year if chosen. So for the first pick of 2024, what do you got? Drum roll, please. My winner is a big institution. It is Deutsche Börse. Uh, they were successfully able to acquire Funds DLT. This is a decentralized blockchain platform based in Luxembourg who already has their licensure and approval from Luxembourg's financial regulator. They also have some big name clients that I'm sure Deutsche Bors works with in many different capacities, including Credit Suisse, UBS, and Natixis investment managers who are all former shareholders that are staying on as customers and clients of the platform through this acquisition and integration into the Deutsche Bors Group's Clearstream platform. So I think that they win my company of the week for another acquisition of an important part of the puzzle, which does the post-trading infrastructure solutions for settlement of these securities and they do administration for these assets and for fund management. So great to see. I just like these acquisitions because it shows that these companies, A, it provides a pathway for startups that are looking to drive value, right? A huge acquisition is an exciting accomplishment, not only for the founders and the team, but it's also a good accomplishment for the early stage investors that backed this industry, driving perhaps more liquidity into the space. And it shows Deutsche Börse's willingness and aggression in trying to capture more market share. All of these things are great to see and, and very much excites me and perhaps everybody else that's either investing or working in this space that they could potentially be the next one up. Uh, that's a great choice, Kyle. It's, it's more validation for the industry. As I mentioned earlier on the show, when we talked about the announcement, they're one of the biggest, most recognized and reputed uh, you know, capital markets groups in the world. So for them doing that acquisition reminds me a little bit uh, of some of the other acquisitions we saw last year. To your point, Kyle, they, they move the needle. People pay attention. Uh, so I think this is definitely making the rounds. I, I hope it is. Great choice. Totally, totally. Tell me about yours, Herwick. Well, for my company of the week, as much as I love these acquisitions, they are important, as you said, critical to the edge of the infrastructure. I love hearing all these announcements of new marketplaces, you know we're, we're the biggest cheerleaders for that, the more the merrier. But ultimately, I have to give it to somebody who's really moving the market, not just waiting for some news to happen or, or it happening in the background, but truly getting people to buy security tokens, and that's none other this week than Texture Capital. You know, their Reg A Plus announcement means that it's retail as well as institutional. They found an amazing client in CMAR uh, or CIMAR. I hope we're saying that right. <laughs> uh, but regardless, that, that company is clearly doing incredible things. Uh, and so to, to see a very legitimate, you know, biotech uh, healthcare company like that uh, choose Texture Capital, I think says a lot about Texture Capital, given that there are a lot of uh, BDs out there in the U.S. That, that can also support this. So for all those reasons, Kyle, for Richard Johnson also being a, a fantastic partner to STM as well, I want to give him that shout out to the side. But 
specifically for announcing their first Reggae Plus offering of 2024. Hopefully there will be more. Uh, I have to give Texture Capital my company of the week. Major congratulations. They've been in the game for a while. They continue to drive this market forward, bring new issuers and helping to innovate in the space as well as drive capital markets liquidity. So major shout out to liquidity or excuse me, texture capital for driving liquidity and Simar for being a, another issuer to take the leap, to take the risk and to, uh, to launch a reggae plus. That's fantastic. And with that, that is our show this week, everybody. We did announce a, a new platform for you to check out securitytokenprime.com. It's a free research portal you can go check out powered by Security Token Market and Security Token Advisors. Uh, and of course, go check out stm.co for the latest news, the latest trading data around everything happening in the tokenization and RWA space. We hope to catch you next week, every week on Mondays here on the Security Token Show. And with that, happy tokenizing. Mm -hmm.